Hello again. Welcome to North Node Astrology. My name is Elizabeth Spring, and I've been a professional astrologer since 1991. Today I'm going to be sharing with you part of my book, North Node Astrology, Rediscovering Your Life Direction and Soul Purpose, and using it an example from my life to explore North Node Taurus, South Node Scorpio. Now, this podcast is for newbies as well as seasoned students of astrology. And as a side note, I didn't start writing my books until after my second Saturn return at age 59. So I'm a firm believer in fresh starts in life. I've also continued to write three more books since then. You can find out how to set up an astrology reading with me through my website, elizabethspring.com, and I can usually do a reading for you within a few days. I'm also on Facebook and have a blog, both under North Node Astrology. So, welcome for today. Let's start. Hello again. Today we're going to talk more specifically about the nodes, because I believe that they are the single most important point in the chart, that they describe what your soul wants to learn and experience in this lifetime. I call them the soul messengers. So if you take a look at your astrology chart, you'll see that the north node is a glyph that actually looks like a headphone or a little doorway. It could be seen as a cosmic doorway through which we would be wise to pass through because it hints at qualities of character that we need to emphasize. It offers insights into how we can move past our comfort zones into new territories, territories that we are not always comfortable or familiar with, but which contains our growing edge. By contrast, the south node looks like a reverse doorway or a horseshoe with its ends pointing up. Can you see it there? It's always 180 degrees or halfway around the chart from the north node. They're always opposite each other. So the south node describes what you've brought over from your youth, from your parents, from your previous lives, if you believe in reincarnation. Or you could say it could be seen as your default pattern, reflecting deeply ingrained habits of being and thinking. In times of stress, you'll fall back on your south node because it's so familiar, but it doesn't help you move along in life. A better direction and soul purpose is contained in the message of the north node. Now, the south node holds what the Jungian analysts call the shadow the negative and repressed qualities that our soul wishes to move away from. Some people might be inclined to see it as our downfall. But the Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung was wise enough to recognize that there is also gold in the shadow. When we uncover and use this goodness or gold in the shadow of the south node, while leaving behind the negative old patterns, we move into playing out the higher octave of possibility here. This gold is often the unrecognized and repressed talent that is latent in our psyche, brought over from a former life. So it's not quite as bad as we might think. Now, 
It's also true that astrologers and Jungian psychologists would argue that we don't truly access the positive potential in the shadow of the South Node until midlife. Uh, or you might be uh, willing to say it, we become aware of all of this around 28 years old, roughly the time of the first Saturn return. But the South Node this reflects the unfinished business and challenges that we didn't get quite right earlier in this life or in our previous lives. As the gateway of the past, this nodal door opens onto what has been shown before, the karma of the past, and it is where we tend to retreat when challenged. Gold or no gold, there's a lot of shadow in the south node that needs to be eliminated. But because there is gold in the shadow, we benefit by knowing our family karmic inheritance, both the positive and the negative traits and secrets that have been handed down the family line. The foundation of the theory of the nodes rests on the concepts of karma and reincarnation that we talked about in the first podcast. However, if you prefer not to think in terms of karma and reincarnation, you can think about unrecognized gifts and challenges brought down the family line that you've inherited from the parental DNA. You can also think of karma as simply being the law of cause and effect. The root meaning of the word karma means action, and it isn't too far of a stretch to see how the actions of our early lives and of our parents and grandparents might have influenced our current life now. It isn't hard to imagine that we karmically learn from both our mistakes and their mistakes. One can simply see the karmic story as what goes around comes around, whether it be in this one life, in many reincarnated lives, or in a family over generations. When the nodes are understood in the light of reincarnation, they are said to reflect the story of the original soul intention on coming into this world. In this viewpoint, the soul progresses through a series of lives, growing in experience and wisdom until it returns to its original oneness. The South Node shows the mistakes that have been made along the way, the lessons that weren't quite learned, and the suffering that ensued. Because the South Node holds hints of your past life experiences, and the North Node speaks to the direction your soul longs to go towards in this life, then a link of cause and effect creates a karmic pattern that gets imprinted on the soul. And this story is embedded in the chart. Some astrologers also flesh out details of the past life parable by examining the rulers and aspects to the nodes in great detail. And this is something that I, I do, and uh, Stephen Forrest does this, and some other astrologers do this as well. So let's look at an example of this. How does this all work together in a chart? I'm going to look at my chart as an example. My north node is in Taurus in the second house, and the south node in Scorpio. What can we understand about that? If you... Um, Understand Scorpio, you will uh, understand the South Node. If you understand Taurus, you will understand what I am going towards in this life. 
But generally speaking, the Scorpio South Node has connotations of trauma and drama, of dramatic life-changing experiences, power struggles, sexual bonding, and other people's money and resources, suggesting that my sole purpose is to move away from hurtful power struggles, melodramas, and to ground myself in my own talents and resources. That is the North Node in Taurus. The universe gives me strong hints whenever I move into territories that is not my own to claim. The Taurus North Node speaks of a desire for serenity. It's ruled by Venus. And it wants serenity from the drama and trauma of what came before and the need to not repeat the dramatic excesses of my earlier years or of former past lives. I've worked on acquiring the qualities of loyalty and persistence of Taurus, and and I keep reaching to find the sacred in the commonplace, which is such a beautiful quality of Taurus. Early in my life, I did this by becoming a potter, and I suspect that the gold in my Scorpio south node is my intuitive ability and emotional empathy that I now use as an astrological counselor. Scorpio, both sexual and intense in nature, has its snout to the ground, as they say, in order to find out what undetected emotional truth is happening in any given situation. So Scorpio is the sign of the investigator, the truth teller, and the shaman. Taurus, on the other hand, loves ownership and being grounded in the sensual things of this world. Taurus is the earth mother or father who bakes fresh cookies for the children and knows exactly how much money is in the bank, although she may not want to think about it too much. Until I came of age at my first Saturn return at age 29, I acted out my south node by stubbornly learning things the hard way by being ungrounded and going to excess. I had an intense longing for the kind of perfect love that no human could ever fulfill. Not surprising, I married late, and after 20 years of marriage, was divorced for five years, and later remarried my husband. We've been married now for over 20 years and continue to do the wonderful and horrible work that soulmates do with each other. We help each other grow. I can see how he naturally pushes me to live out the independence and grounded values of my Taurus North Node as I encourage and stimulate the curiosity of his North Node in Gemini. There is great grace and grit there, what I'd call a true marriage. But what about that Scorpio Node in the intense and dramatic sign of Scorpio? It tried to seduce me in every way you can imagine. As a child of the 60s, I found myself in sexual and powerful relations with other people who were in positions of prominence. Because that south node in Scorpio was also in the eighth house of other people's resources, I suspect I was repeating a past life scenario of being the person who was the power behind the throne or the woman who basked in the glory of the one who was going out there doing the work. Earlier in my life, I also sensed that as long as I lived in in the reflected light of another person's glory, I would only feel a temporary high. I could feel that something was inauthentic in my life, but it took many years for me 
to learn a craft and then a profession in which I fully followed my own God home. It's significant, too, that I have no Earth planets in my chart, except for the North Node, and so perhaps I was unconsciously drawn to compensate for this by developing a skill in pottery making and then choosing to live in an old stone house and marry a man with lots of Earth signs in his chart. One could call that the pull of the North Node. It's as if the North Node in Earthy Taurus had pulled me first to compensate for the lack of Earth. Jungian psychologists call this the unconscious compensation of my inferior function, the sensate, the Earth element. Then, as I became more grounded in this, with a stronger ego, I was able to retrieve the gold in the shadow of the South Node and study the scorpionic and spiritual realms of astrology and psychology. These days, I continually recommit to ever-deepening levels of grounding and persistence in my work and life. I find that astrology reflects the internal dialogue between the sometimes paradoxical parts of my nature, but now I know which voice in my psyche is the wisest. It's the North Node. A chart can never be interpreted once and for all, but needs to be looked at over and over again, just as we look in the mirror to see how we've changed from day to day, year to year. And what is the value of predicting the next upcoming event when the original soul purpose is overlooked? All the planets in the chart are karmic and tell a story. And there may be an important full moon eclipse or the grand alignment of whatever is going on in the heavens. But if it doesn't aspect some planet or sensitive place in your chart, then it's not as likely to affect you personally. Now, the nodes, like all the transiting planets, move around the birth chart in a timely manner, awakening us to new possibilities. They make a full cycle around the chart in uh, 18 and a half years. When the nodes and the planets hit a sensitive spot on our charts, it's as if the planet is summoned into your life for a tune-up. However, it's the signs and positions of the birth nodes that never change, and this is most important. The meaning of the birth nodal axis is what pulls it all together. It can take a lifetime of observation for the symbolisms and symbolism of the nodes to reveal their secrets. So the birth nodes themselves hold the most important part of the story, more than the transit, more than the, the cycling nodes themselves. Hey, that's all for today. Hope to see you later and give a like and a subscribe. Mm -hmm.